started drinking coffee again. And uh, not, a, not a bit, totally different now. Um, you know, before I used to just get really stressed out. And stuff. I'm okay. But the thing I hate about it is the crash is the worst. Yeah. The crash from coffee is the, is the worst. I, yeah, it is. It, it's like you can't recover from it. You don't realize it. No, yeah, yeah. And, and we've talked about this because you, you gave up coffee for your own reasons. Um, and when, when I wanted to, you know, we had talked about it. Um, and, uh, you know, you were just like, hey, it's going to take a while. It's going to take a month. Um, I, I'm glad I'm, I'm drinking coffee again. I've got a little more energy throughout the day. Sure. But like I was saying, the, the crash is just, it's unrecoverable. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's kind of why people sip it all day because it keeps you from crashing. Right. So, right, right. yeah. So, yeah, so again, yes, I'm once again talking about coffee, my, my newfound addiction. Uh, but welcome today. Uh, we are here for uh, Today in Space. Do you hear something uh, going on? I do. Hold on a sec here, guys. Oh, okay. It's one of the sites I had on. Sorry about that. Welcome to Today in Space. Uh, I am your host, uh, Alex, and uh, or you can call me El Greco, however you want to do it. Um Welcome to the show. It is January 19th, 2014. Uh, right off the bat, I want to thank everybody who listens to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for listening last week to the last episode and for, for, for subscribing and getting the word out. Uh, we doubled our numbers uh, since last week, guys. So that's that's all due to you guys. Uh, that's that's your doing for spreading the word. So thank you so much for that. Um I, I was kind of ecstatic, you know, I've shown you it, uh, over the week and it was just, it was fantastic. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, people get it. Mm -hmm. They understand it. You know, they understand what we're trying to do. So thank you. Yes. Again, uh, on, on the show today, uh, the assistant is back. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome back. Yeah. Sorry. I was a little late, uh, coming in from a little negotiating session and some business I was doing. So I'm no sorry. Problem. I was a little late today. No problem. Uh, like, like I was saying, uh, I, I kind of crashed halfway through the day, so I was kind of useless in the middle of the day. So, <laughs> what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I had some water. Well, certainly crashing from everyone. Everyone was up late yesterday. For well, that, yeah, I was up really late last night. So let's let's actually let's get into that. Let's talk about Boston this weekend. How fucking amazing we were this weekend. Wow, just uh, unbelievable. Just unbelievable the, the, from from the Pats successfully just tossing everybody off uh, after after literally the 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 machine. Was trying to ruin our team when just, everyone knew it was just a bad game. Absolutely, everyone knew it was a bad game, and they're talking about getting rid of Brady. They're talking about they're talking about how paid the Patriots are not a great team anymore. I just love it. it oh, just, absolutely, it, just the turnaround. That's this is this this is the stuff that Boston is made out of. Is absolutely. the complete adversity to <laughs> to everyone thinking? Yeah, it's, done. it's you know, I mean, uh, they're they're like paramount uh, example of adjustments. Mm -hmm. and, and and work ethic and uh, and needing the accomplishments, you know, just yep, the perfect. New, the new catchphrase: uh, "Do your job." Do your job. Yep, that's Love been it. kicking off. Love it. That's true. I mean, what the the Falcons game? Uh, so the Ravens game. Sorry, Falcons. The Ravens game. Uh, they literally picked on. They they saw there was one weakness, one guy on the defense, and they literally. I was looking at the numbers the other day. Almost every pass was there. That's where they went. That's where the weakness was. That's where they were going to go after. And uh, I, mean, I was quickly looking at the uh, Green Bay game, you mm -hmm. know, and and uh, the poor Sherman, you know, had either broke his collarbone or dislocated his shoulder. I'm not sure what he did. Yeah, there. I thought it. Well, I thought I had read it was a uh, like a uh, like an elbow. Um, 
he hyperextended his elbow or something like that, his nerves. Right. There's certainly um, something there. I mean, it didn't, it didn't just go away. But, yeah, no. but the thing that the difference in the coaching staffs, their coaching staff just threw like one pass more towards Sherman when, I mean, the guy's only got one arm and they didn't, they didn't throw at him. They should have yeah. thrown at him every single play until they took him out. But they mm-hmm. just, uh, Green Bay's coaching staff. I, was yeah, I don't know. It, that's such a, it's such a weird thing. You go the entire game, you're up 16 nothing for most of the game. The first half was all Green Bay, even though, I mean, Seattle's got probably the best defense in, in the NFL. And then you've got, You've got, you know, the Green Bay is just taking field goals, which is fine. Against a defense like that, that's totally fine to take right. that. And then the second half, it, both sides, they just they did not look it like the brutal. teams that they are. Green Bay just needed a couple of first downs, and they would have ended the game and won it. And, and the coaching staff is just, you know, talk about, uh, you know, for our listeners out there, if one day they'll they'll understand – you know, strategy-wise, sometimes you're too aggressive, sometimes you're too conservative. Right. Green Bay was just so conservative that they mm-hmm. shot themselves in the foot. No, yeah. oh, it was just terrible. Yeah, it was yeah. embarrassing for them. But, but anyways, back to the Pats. Yeah, back to the Pats. They yeah. they shut them down, man. It was it was it was it was terrific. It really it was great was, to watch. You know, I mean, uh, first time in a long time uh, that I've actually felt comfortable watching uh, a championship game like that with us in there. Because usually, I mean, throughout the years, when I grew up, I grew up in the rise of Boston and sports. Before, when I was a kid, it was they were nothing. They were, you know, barnyard team. They just, you know, tickets were cheap, and they were real fans, you know. The, but, the old uh, Foxborough Stadium, that was, uh, that was a nightmare. Yeah, that was. That was, uh, cost yeah. like eight, eight million, just to put it in perspective. I think it cost them eight million to build it, uh, the Foxborough Stadium versus Gillette, which, uh, you know. Cost. Yeah. I think I don't even remember. I think it was like four hundred million or something like that. So, just um, and just visually, the the stadium's completely different. Yeah. Well, you know, you you got to whether you love craft, whether you don't love craft, um, you can say whatever you want, but you got to give them credit mm-hmm. when it comes to accomplishments and getting it done. You got to give them all the props. He's doing yep. a great job. Yep. And I mean, uh, you know, Gillette Stadium, Patriots Place. For those who you know are are in this area, um, it's become its own town. Basically, I mean, you know, oh yeah, not literally, but it's got you've got everything. You can go shopping there. You there's a Bass Pro Shops there. There's, you know, everything is there, and the team plays there, and just the the area hangs out there. You know, you're hanging around the stadium throughout the week. There's not a game going on, but you're in Pat's country. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. They're, you know, they're, they'll eventually put up a couple of uh, nice hotels there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I mean, there's one, the small one right now. They'll put up a couple of nice hotels there. They'll end up, they might even put up some, uh, probably some expensive condos or expensive um, housing, you know, the, you know, suites, those kinds of things where, where people will start to live in that area. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure they'll expand uh They'll continue to expand. They, they, sure. They've just done a terrific job. Yeah, and it's it's, it's an interesting thing because some stadiums are kind of just in the city or they're in another location. With Foxborough, it's very strange because it's almost like there really wasn't anything there before. Yeah. Um, and now it's, you know, it's it's still kind of separated from everything else, but it can it's literally growing from that center of that yeah. stadium. I, heard, I just heard today that... Uh, the Bruins in 2016 are going to play Montreal 
at Gillette Stadium. The, yeah, the, ice, the, the uh, Winter Classic. Yeah, the Winter Classic. Yeah, that's so. right. Uh, so Nothing that official, too. I guess, until something's coming up later. Something like that. But, but I, yeah, that's the word. You know, but that's that's the word that I heard today. So that that, that would be interesting if that mm-hmm. went through. It's a great uh, great venue. You know, I mean, Fenway's a, Fenway's a good spot for that too. But I I, I can see why they're they're alternating it. So mm. and, and Fenway's changed their game too from from back in the day. You know, they host they've been hosting concerts there for for a few years now. And I mean, yeah, they, but Fenway's always had that history. You know, back back way back when there was still the Boston Redskins before they were the Washington Redskins right. they used to play in Fenway Park cuz they didn't have a football field that's right you know so Fenway's had that history of always being a kind of multi purpose stadium yeah they did early on there's no question about it that early early on they were they were very active and then there was a there was a long stretch of about 30 40 years they just kind of got into that baseball purist mm. mentality and then uh and then you know the the guys who who took over I don't know was it ten years ago I don't remember how long ago that uh, well the John, John, John it was a little John before Henry. well I guess there was there was probably two different eras of that there was the um, the moving into the two thousands there was that ownership and then after um, the few championships I think it changed a little bit right um, at least whoever was involved you could just tell you could just feel it you know it was a different stadium. Right. than it was before. Um, yeah, they definitely made, they, they spent a lot of money updating Fenway. Um, it definitely is a lot better place uh, than 20 years ago, 10, 30 years ago, whatever it was. I mean, it's a lot nicer place to go. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's definitely family friendly. There's no question. Uh, before there was, uh, the bleachers were pretty ugly back then. That's what I tell you. You know, people getting tossed left and right and you'd, they'd be coming back in in the seventh inning, you know, so. But uh, story for another day. But, yes, uh, but, yes. But 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 the past, you know, you got to give them all the credit in the world. You know, mm-hmm. did did I hear that story about something about Wolf Work last night? Um, so apparently, yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, after the game uh, on Route One, about I think one in the morning. Uh, I think I actually have the article in here, but uh, I guess uh, Wolf Work uh, pulled some woman out of a flipped car after the Pats win. So. Wow. Uh, you know, when the Massachusetts State Police said Monday that the New England Patriots defensive tackle helped rescue a woman from an overturned Jeep after the team's AFC Championship game win. It was at 1 a.m. Um, and, right. you know, the, the state troopers responded and Wolf Rook was there next to the car. Uh, the officer opened the door and he pulled her out with one arm. <laughs> You know? Yeah, I mean, he could just flip the car over by oh, himself, sure. probably, I'm sure. <laughs> he's but. just like, I'll wait for it, you know. <laughs> but no, I mean, it, and he's he's such a great guy, too. I mean, you know, he's like, he's like, I don't want anything from it. You know, he's, he says, if I see, if I saw that a million times, I'd do it a million times, no matter what the situation might be. Luckily, my wife and, uh, and I were able to help, uh, and they're would actually there to help when it happened to get her to safety. So, you know, I mean, the guy's, the guy's just a class act, man. Yeah, there's no question. There's no question. Wolf Fork, um, you know, he's, uh, he's just a real man. He's a real man, uh, and he is a leader, you can tell. Mm-hmm. You can tell by his actions. Definitely. So, uh, you know, it's... Uh, so on and off the field, the Pats are making it happen. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're <laughs> certainly going to try and uh, try to... I don't know, you know, they're, you know, what was the other thing about the, uh, the football is his, you know, they always deflate come after gate. Oh my God. The deflate know. gate. You know, come on people. Would you please, every time the Patriots get in the Super Bowl, we got to come up with some baloney to try and, and go after him. But you know what? I think this is just going to motivate the Pats beyond belief. I think yeah. the Pats are going to go, oh, you think we cheated? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. They're just going to, they're going to say, okay, you know what? 
Seattle's a good team, no question about it. Mm-hmm. They're, they're they're defending champs, but now the Pats are going to come out not just to beat Seattle, yeah. but now they're going to, oh, you think we're cheaters? Now we're just going to rack it up. Mm-hmm. We're going to rack this thing up so bad that you're going to complain that we're racking it up. Yeah, yeah and, the, and the thing with it, for anyone who doesn't know, the, the, the deflate gate, as they're calling it right now, a bunch of morons, uh, what they're saying is that the Pats were deflating the ball uh, to give them an advantage over the Colts, which, first of all, let's just run through the logic of that. So so they were pumping the ball up when the Colts got the ball back? Aren't the referees in charge of the ball? As far as I know, the refs are in charge of the ball, but uh, I'm sure with 50-some-odd cameras uh, looking across the whole stadium, pumping, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure you're just going to break out up. the pump and pump that ball up and then break out the pin to deflate the ball. And then someone, someone else was online was saying, oh, yeah, they took the ball off the field to... Uh, to go measure it. It's like, really? So you oh think air weighs God. that much? You can tell the difference? I, if there was know, any difference in weight for how much air, you would see the ball would be like flat. You, yeah, <laughs> it's, God almighty, you know, I mean, I, you know, but maybe, maybe it was a bookie trying to, trying to, you know, he's yeah. get his, get, get his bets in before everyone else got him in. I'm not sure, but that, that was just, there's just no logic to it, you know? Yeah. I mean, we'll see. It's just, it's just like, in the first time, the, the thing that gets me too is like, the first time that the whole, you know, um, the Pats got caught cheating, it was something that everyone in the NFL was doing. It was, it was, it was part of the rules. You could do it. It's just, not, it just, it's just <laughs> the Pats took the fall for it. Fine, whatever. Game over. But what? So now we're cheaters every time we go into a game. Yeah, well. Yeah? You know, trust me, the, 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 the Pats, the coaching staff. You know how much work it staff, would take? These guys have read that rule book like thousands. <laughs> Did you see Brady the other day when the, with the, the previous game when they were saying... Uh, uh, against uh, against uh, Baltimore, that uh, you know, supposedly they lined up incorrectly and everything else. And, and Brady said at that thing, well, maybe they ought to read the rule book. You know, these guys have read this rule book like over and over and over again. They know the rules, you yeah. know, and it's uh, just absurd, just absurd, yeah. just. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, you know, great motivation for the Pats. Yeah, I, I, I mean, the I, Pats, I'm if I if if I was on the team. And I was a coaching staff. I would sit in there going, oh, yeah, you think we cheat? I'm telling you, we're going to score every time we get the ball, and we're going to just tee off. I don't care. Yeah. Even though I do I do love uh, Marshawn Lynch. I, I tell you, he's, he's, he's we, a hell of a run. We have not done well against the run. We're going to have a yeah. hard time with him. Yeah, hopefully they'll make some adjustments there. So, Or maybe maybe we do the, uh, the Celtics approach when we beat the Lakers with Kobe. Right. Let Kobe score all the points, right. and everybody else is, and just take everyone else out of the game. Yeah, make make Marshawn Lynch run four hundred yards. Right, you know. Right. Um, yeah. Who knows? If he I, does I it, know. great. They beat us. But if he yeah. can't do it, then at least we got a shot. You know. Yeah, I agree. You we know, just got to go down the field and score. It's interesting. The Pats, you know, was it was it was basically run, 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 mm-hmm. which I guess would have to go against the logic of the deflated ball. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're going to run all the time, what, is, what do you care if the ball is deflated or not? But that's another story for another day. Yeah. But then the previous game against Baltimore, it was just pass, 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 pass. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, it, it'll be, uh, I'm very curious as to see the strategy of of, uh, of Coach Belichick on this one. It's, it'll be very interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Speaking of strategy, actually, here's a good, we'll get back into the space. So for those who didn't get it, uh, so the SpaceX CRS-5 mission, Elon tried to land. Uh, Elon and SpaceX tried to land the uh, the Falcon Nine back onto the the drone ship. Um, they didn't succeed, and uh, they released a a vine of it the other night. Um, and we've we've seen it before. I mean, it's just this thing comes in, and wow. you know the whole thing. Yeah, I know because we we've got it here on loop. Uh, the link will be up on the the website. But 
Uh, so what happened was the fins ran out of hydraulic fluid, so they couldn't help <clears throat> on the final descent down. They couldn't help make sure that there was full control. Uh, so because it was automatic, it, the systems did what it had to do to try and land it, and woof, it did not work. <laughs> no, it's a, it, it, I mean, I'm sure, sure guys, when, uh, when you guys check the, uh, the website, you'll see, but it comes down at an angle and... Um, the speed, the speed looks up. okay. It's just, there's obviously, there's, there's an issue. There's a little lot, there's probably more than one issue here, but, uh, yeah, and, and the mission, uh, later this month where they'll be testing this again, um, they've already said they've already got 50% more fuel, uh, for those fins. Um, my guess is they probably did a lot more work than they probably intended. Cause I mean, with all these moves, you know, they're all choreographed, but sometimes things don't go exactly the plan or you've got to adjust. And with space, what you have on you for fuel is everything. And this is this is everything from the hydraulic fins. So um, this is the first time this has ever been done, you know. Very I mean, the creative. first time we tried to launch a rocket, it went a few inches off the ground and then landed <laughs> standing up with the, with the parachute for the capsule flying in the wind. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that was our first attempt at just getting off the ground with these things. Now we're trying to land them. So... This looks really good <laughs> compared to our first try at sure. getting into space. So uh, the explosions, uh, definitely a, a sight, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, you guys should definitely check it out on, the, on our yeah. website, no question about it. But uh, yeah. it's, so, uh, it's still amazing, though. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's a very interesting, you know, to veer totally away from the water drop uh, you know, and, and to, to, to reuse and, and to land it on a pad and, and constantly be using it. I mean, it, it's the right thing to do mm -hmm. where it's like anything else. You try something new. Yeah. And, and I mean, you're, and like the whole thing is you're, you're going to be like, imagine if this happened on land, you know, that would be, that'd be a much different conversation than just, Oh, they, the, the rocket blew up and right. you know, we'll have to figure it out. There would have been, you know, mayhem. I mean, we saw it with the Antares mission earlier this uh, last year right. um you know and they're doing this you know in the ocean um it, it's it's going to be a, a good move for them I, I think with spacex is good for them to uh to keep just advancing which they're always doing so this even though yeah i'm sure it's an expensive explosion and they've got a lot to work on they're in very, very good position for this. I mean, everything they're doing is just looking like they're going in the right direction. Well, it's funny, you know, we talked about this uh, last time. We talked about, you know, how if, if any mistake, if you, if you learn from the mistake, it was it was good. It progresses mm -hmm. you to where you want to go even faster. Right. Uh, if you don't learn from your mistakes, that's that's the problem. But obviously, uh, Elon has uh, shown he will learn quickly and adapt quickly. So, mm -hmm. uh, so this this mistake will actually progress him even quicker because they'll they'll figure it out. Yeah, definitely. We'll we'll have that up. Uh, make sure to check that one out. Um, so, well, let's get back to um, let's get back to just Boston in general. Um, this is we're we're just excited because uh, for the first time, I mean, weekend. we've been to championships and stuff like that. But uh, Boston's, if anybody else didn't really realize that we've kind of been on a on a slump, you know, with our Celtics uh, re revamping themselves, the Bruins just have not been able to just put it together you know it's nothing against them they, they're playing well just it's not the ball the nets the the, the puck is not getting in the net yeah the bruins so. i mean they i think they've done they've now it's six in a row i think i think they're six they've won the six in a row okay. but that's only after the owner comes out and says um 
hey, everyone's under review and everyone's job is up for grabs, and all of a sudden they start to win. Oh, is, so, that, is that what happened? Because I'm, I'm kind of a closet uh, Bruins fan. Yeah, you know, so. I'll watch it from time to time. I've been way too busy with this stuff to right. get into it. But yeah, that's, that's good. What the, owner, the owner came out and said, uh, <laughs> you know, all this money and we should be a playoff team and we're not even going to make the playoffs. So everyone's under review from uh, top to bottom, and all of a sudden they start to win. That's good, man. That's good. That's good on so many levels. I mean, you see that in companies from time to time right. um, when when people just get challenged. It's like, hey, hey it's not going to be this, this cakewalk. It's we're not, not here for a cakewalk. Yeah. We're not here to make it easier. We're here to make some money. We're, we're here to here make to some win. money. We're here to achieve something, right? Yeah. We're here to accomplish something. That's exactly. what we're here to do. And if you're not on board, right. then we need someone else. Yeah. So either get on yeah. board. This is the direction we're taking. If you don't want any part of it, that's that's fine. Maybe we can figure out a way to get you on board. But this is the stuff we need to get done. That's it. He it's puts up. Easy. He's the one who puts up the money. So, mm-hmm. so he's he's the one who calls the shots. Well, there you go. That's how you turn around a team. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, come on, just call them out. That was it. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, on top of the Pats game, on, on the other side, up north, you had the the UFC fight night with, with Conor McGregor. Yeah, Conor. The, the Irish, oh, my God, the that man. He's a wild man. He's He, he decisively won that. Yeah. It was, he said, two minutes. Ended up being two rounds, but it was two minutes into the second round. You know, I mean, he he just his reach was perfect. The other guy couldn't could not get into him, and the other guy was was tenth in 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 the world in that uh, a tenth in the UFC for that division. So he's not like a McGregor was five. Right. So that guy's taken out plenty of people. Um, just you could just tell McGregor wanted it. There was nothing stopping him from getting it. You know, uh, you gotta love the the man. Um, the man is ready mm-hmm. on all cylinders. He didn't. He doesn't just have one part of his game. He's mentally ready. He's emotionally ready. He's physically ready. He's just he has it all firing at the same time. Yeah. So uh, give him uh, give him credit. Uh, very exciting. Uh, and I, I'll be honest with you, I love the UFC. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love them. I, I think it's uh, um, you know boxing. What boxing? I mean, you don't even you don't even go sure. take a look. You don't see anything. You know, it's, it's just it's Pacquiao. Wasn't wasn't right. a boxer there? It would be really hard to to say that you knew anybody in the boxing. No, it'd be very hard. Uh, yeah. UFC, um, yeah, Dana White, you got to give him all the credit in the world. Uh, talk about again another Boston taking game. a simple idea from Boston and just <laughs> making it into a worldwide phenomenon. So, mm-hmm. congrats there. That's uh, I love watching it. I really yeah. do. Yeah, the the post, uh, I guess the post interview uh, with with everybody there. Dana had his. Uh, his Patriots jacket on. He was, was looking good. There you go. Uh, and uh, McGregor was just hilarious. Yeah. Had a had a cup of whiskey with him, just and and talking so much shit. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. I mean, well, it was the, time to shine. He he won without a doubt. Well, the question is, is it shit if you can back it up? I yeah. Guess. You know, like like Muhammad Ali, they all gave him crap about it. You know, but he could back it up. I mean, mm-hmm. so and talk uh, about setting up the next thing. He jumps out of the ring at the end of the match to Jose Aldo, his next opponent. Uh, gets in his face yeah. and just and like if that doesn't sell pay-per-view i don't know i, don't no, know it does. I mean that's that's like what uh back in the day what for me you know the wolf pack the new world order for uh for the wrestling for the wrestling oh, was yeah. that was what it was about for me wcw before wcw and wwf merged right um i mean that was that was what it was yeah, about it was, it was a great it was a great example 
of developing a personality, mm-hmm. personality, T's, and, you know, even on a multiple level, and never mind you're creating a group personality, mm-hmm. you're creating individual personalities. Uh, Colin oh, McGregor, he's an international man. Uh, yeah. he's, he's, he's from Ireland. He's bringing the whole country with him. Absolutely. You know, you know. You know the the uh, I, I'm sure he's going to catch some crap crap for uh, having the whiskey there and everything else, but I think it's just a yeah. phenomenal way to establish. Well, it's all an Irishman, yeah, twenty thousand dollar bottle your, of whiskey. Who you are? <laughs> this is what I am. You establish a personality of who you are. Don't be afraid of that. Don't yeah. don't anybody out there be afraid of establishing a personality of what you are. Uh, don't apologize for being real ever. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, love it. It was it was terrific. Yeah, so congratulations well, you know, to him. Like um, uh, Ron, it was a Ronda. I forgot her name. Ronda Ronda Rousey. Rousey. I tell you what, you know, she's also developed that that personality to a certain yeah. extent. You know, she's done a really nice job, and, and the women are pretty good. Let me tell you, these you know, I've seen some of these yeah. fights. Yeah, and the the ultimate fight of the last one with uh, it was an all the all women's league. I mean, that one was was no, it was really the, good. Those fights were really good. Yeah, I mean, there was a many different styles. I was I was really surprised. Yeah, and you know what. Um, Pretty good looking too. Some of the men, let yeah. me tell you, I was I was like, wow, check her out. Be- best of best, uh, best of both worlds, you know. Oh, like, I love the, that. The beautiful know? knockouts and they'll knock you. Yeah, out. you get him fighting the bar hand. He go kick his ass, you know, and just uh, come on back. You yeah, know what you, less you don't have to worry as much. That's you know, right. She can handle herself. That's <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful thing. Oh man. So let's let's see what else. Uh, uh, oh, so I talked uh, before about three uh, D printing. Um, I do have a three D printer. Um, but uh, the thing I've been waiting for is right now, I don't, uh, in the studio right now, that's where I'm going to have it. And uh, once I start building things, I'm going to let you guys in on, on everything. Uh, that's kind of the whole idea. Um, give you guys, anyone who doesn't know what 3D printing is or thinks they might be interested in it but don't really know what's involved, I'm going to be going through that kind of stuff. Um, you know, the, my whole thing behind it is I have no problem giving you guys some some things that I'm working on because... A great idea you can take from anybody. You know, one idea. That's why you don't build a business on one idea. Sure. You build a business on 10,000 ideas so that someone else has to copy 10,000 things in order to take what you have as a, as a sure. product, you know? Well, you know... So I have no problem sharing a, a couple yeah. hundred. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, if you look back at a lot, a lot of the great ideas, it's kind of rare that the first person who comes up with the idea uh, usually takes it to the successful end mm. usually someone else takes it and makes it better right you know and then makes it better again that makes mm. it better again and then it kind of finally and then it finally kind of just really goes to the successful end that right it should mm-hmm. so and so uh one of the things uh, that needs to happen first of all uh since it's an enclosed space um i want some type of vent system it's pretty easy just a fan and um some tubing um, but the other thing is is an enclosure because my printer, um, it's the rigid bot big. So I bought that one because it's it's as as they you know unofficially will say it's it's extremely hackable. So you can build it up, you can um, add all these custom parts. It's, it's not like you need it's not like a like a car like you need the Toyota because uh, the Honda part won't fit or the Ford part won't fit. Right. As long as you can get a part that that fits within the specs, you're good. So that's the beauty of that. Um, and I'm going to be doing a whole bunch of things with that, like I said, working through it. And I need my uh, work cell to be to be um, together first before that any anything like that happens. So the unfortunate thing is everything's just kind of sitting there. So, you know, um, it's one of those things where 
you know, you, you want to push, but it doesn't make sense to, cause just things aren't ready yet. You yeah. know, um, I could try testing it out right now, but what'll happen is I'll get too worked up about it. And then I'll either force myself to get it done really quickly so that I can set up and do what I want to do, which will cause some problems. And then I'll just constantly be trying to fix that. And instead of just waiting and doing it the right way. So, yeah, I, I think it makes sense. One of these days we'll have that discussion about, uh, efficiency versus effectiveness you know there's, sure. a, there's a huge difference between the two that i don't think people really understand out there you know most of us mm-hmm. in the business world kind of uh we kind of jump back and forth from it but uh one of these days we'll get into that uh discussion yeah so. yeah it, it, it's something you learn i mean I, I know personally for me you know i, I work very hard you know, I'll put my effort into it, especially something that I like, something like this uh, that I have a passion for. I'll put all my effort into. Um, but it, it gets down, it just, that old, that old fucking saying, work smarter, not harder. And right. it, it's so, it's so stupidly simple, but it's not, doesn't mean it's easy to do. Right. So um, I'm going to be going through that whole process with you guys. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy that. Um, there'll be a whole tab uh, on the website when we get up there. Uh, and actually, uh, since we do have probably some new listeners, uh, if you want to go to the website, it's todayinspace.squarespace.com or todayinspace.net. Either one will direct you to the same place. Um, right now, I'm trying to figure out domain things, uh, and I am not sure if we're going to switch over, but if we do, um, I'll let you guys know way in advance, and there'll be kind of like a like a four-week grace period while we're turning over, because what that would mean is I have to then have you guys resubscribe to everything. So um, we're going to see how it works now. Um, in the meantime, uh, it's just going to stay the same. But either one of those, today in square, todayinspace.net or todayinspace.squarespace.com, they're the same. So please go out there. Um, subscribe to us. If you have any friends that, you know, are looking for something different, um, if they're looking, if, if they something just... Real. Huh? Something real. Something real. Something yeah. real. Something that's actually happening that that really does have some kind of effect on on what's going on. I mean, I really, really do believe that in our lifetime, it's happening now. There's going to be a boom, and this space stuff is not just going to be something we're going to be talking about. And it's it's going to reach the point where it's it becomes a value for you to know this kind of stuff. Right now, I've talked about this before. It's there seems to be people who don't understand what the value is in learning stuff like this. Um, even if it's just the simplest, just to make you think. Even if it's just to make you think outside the box and and understand that you don't know everything and understand that you know we're learning new ways of how stuff really works. If that's at the minimum what you get out of it and your mind's a little blown by the end of the day, beautiful. Absolutely. Beautiful. I mean, that's what that's what we're trying to do. So this stuff is out there. I mean, that's where I get most of my information. There aren't people talking about it. But I think um, one of the things that is that people kind of get uh, bogged down by the real super technical stuff, which I don't blame them. I mean, it, it's that's just a level of um, it's a level of experience and knowledge. It's just something that you're in it all the time and and you need to talk that way to get the point across. Um, and one of the things, perfect example, uh, is what happened earlier this week, um, kind of the story uh, behind what happened. So the Beagle 2 uh, was found on Mars. So the Beagle 2 was a mission that the um, 
the United Kingdom's space agency, the UK space agency, um, and the ESA had had launched in 2004. Uh, I'm sorry, a Christmas Day 2003, um, and it was it was supposed to land on Mars, um, and they were waiting for the Beagle Two Mars lander to contact back and say, "I landed. You know, I'm all set." And it went dead. It was silence. Um, and then February 6, 2004, they declared it lost, that the mission had been a failure. Um, they pretty much assumed that it crashed too quickly. Uh, something happened, and it just destroyed itself sure. when it was on there. Um, now, forward to today, um, what happened was NASA used um, the high-rise uh, telescope that's on the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter out there, and they looked at the where the landing spot was supposed to be, and they actually saw an image of Beagle 2. So what they showed... What they showed was that it was partially deployed. So the Beagle 2 was a petal-shaped um, solar array thing. So it was a lander, and, and each petal came out from the middle after it landed, so it would have enough power. From the picture, it looks like only three of them, uh, or two, depending on uh, what that... I'm not sure what that extra piece is. The link will be up on the site, but um, they show you what the full thing would have been deployed. Um, and probably one of the reasons that it didn't return any information back was it needs all five to be deployed for the radio, uh, intended to work. Sure. Um, plus I'm sure another issue, my guess would be, um, I mean, these things are designed for a purpose. Like they have five panels for a reason. That's, that's probably because they want to make sure they have enough power. Right. Um, and if you only have two deployed, um, you probably don't have enough power to run most of the systems. Um, and on top of it, if you don't have anything telling it what to do right. or just to click enter, yeah. <laughs> I guess to keep yeah. it simply, Makes sense. you know, click any key to continue. If there's no one there to click, it can't move on to the next thing. So, um, but I mean, this is huge because, I mean, this this one mission was was supposed to have been, you know, a failure. And it wasn't. The fact that it survived the landing um so it was so it was supposed to come in uh similar to how um the i'm sorry uh similar how curiosity landed where it comes in uh, a heat shield in the capsule takes most of the heat and then it releases and then a series of parachutes slow it down to the point where it can land and then this one had uh airbags around it so that it once it jettisoned from the um the parachutes it would bounce a few times, and then they would release, oh, sorry, and then eventually, as the mission went on, it would, uh, the pedals would come out, and then that's how it's it would creative. start. Yeah, so, and, and the whole thing, this was to to find more uh, evidence of life out there. That was their, their whole mission for, for Mars. Um, and now that it's uh, it's been found, I mean, this is huge, not only for uh, NASA to have found them, but for the the organizations that were actually involved in this mission um you know the uk space agency now it's no longer a an x it's it's a check mark they succeeded they made it to mars and they right. landed and they almost completely um su successfully made it there um now one of the guys uh who was who was um sorry i just want to find his name here um let me see where is that article 
uh, he was key in the Beagle 2 mission and probably would have, you know, advocated for a Beagle 3 mission had he still been around. Uh, he Colin. passed away last year. Uh, yeah. Col- uh, Pillinger. Uh, let's see. Uh, Colin, uh, yes, Pillinger. Um, he passed away earlier last year from uh, uh, an aneurysm. Hmm. Um, so, but I mean, how proud would he be uh, just to, to know that the mission, you know, continued? And now, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you know, well, his his wife said, you know, he was he was always uh, fond of the football analogy. Uh, no doubt he would have compared Beagle 2 landing on Mars, uh, but being unable to communicate to having uh, hit the crossbar rather than missing the goal completely, which is, that's, right. I mean, that's yeah, a beautiful that's a point. way to think about it. Um, and so even though it's a little frustrating and you're kind of like, damn, like we almost, yeah. you almost yeah. made it. They did make it, you know? Yeah. So 11 years can go by. And you can, everyone can just think that you, you were a failure and this and that. And it turns out what you did was more than that. You just, it took, we needed a different sense to figure right. out where it was. We needed imaging because the radio signal wasn't working anymore. Right. Makes sense. Um, it's also interesting because you think about it, you know, 11 years, you think, well, wouldn't have someone, wouldn't someone have looked or, you know, wouldn't they have checked kind of right after? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know, you know, the Mars Reconnaissance, reconnaissance Orbiter, um, I don't know when that was there, but there's always something else that's got to be done. So right. um, the fact that they had a chance to, to to have some extra time in the mission to look is huge. I mean, um, you know, from, from one of the things, it looks like a whole bunch of stuff. It looks like um, they saw Beagle 2, they saw maybe its parachute, um, right. and then they saw the rear cover. Um, in different spots, so that's where this evidence is coming from that they found it. Now, is it, is, is it supposed to be? Is it, is all that supposed to be spread out as much as it is? I mean, it looks like they're fifty meters apart or hundred meters apart between the rear cover and Beagle Two. You know, I'm wondering if that's the way it's supposed to be. Or well, it know. says the objects and the separations conform to what is expected uh, no. right here. So, okay, um, it seems like they would. Um, the Beagle was partially deployed with two uh, Max Three pedals were out out of the five. Uh, the back shell with the drogue chute uh, and the main chute are close by. Um, it seems that the EDL software that was on it, uh, it did what it was supposed to, so that's great. Um, the on-surface software uh, began its tasks. Um, let's see. There's possibilities that uh, there was component damage or the airbag obstructed something. Um and nothing can be done to bring the probe back to life. So, um, but still, I mean, that's that at least gives the UK Space Agency and and the European Space Agency um, now they have a go instead of uh, no, you know, right. you know, we, you tried it, it didn't work, you know, maybe now, next now time. Now, did this probe have telemetry as it was going along? Did it send back data while it was on the way? Uh, well, the problem is, so as it's coming in, uh, there's a dead space because of the, um, when it's building up all that heat, um, the communication can't happen from it. It would have done communications had, um, the, the thing they were waiting for was all rays deployed 
and the radio broadcast would have happened. It didn't because it never made it that far. So they waited uh, more or less a month and a half before they finally said, you know, that's it. Right. You know, at this point we would have heard. So, right. um, but f- just a, a crazy story, you know. Um, here's here's Colin here yeah. in this picture. No, it's really not that big. No, I mean, it's it's very small. Yeah, it's very small. But that, there's some logic to that too. Mm-hmm. You know, that uh, if you could build something that doesn't have to be that big, it's right. a lot easier to get it there. Mm-hmm. So, there's some other things too um, that could have could have stopped it from working. You know, the the structural um, integrity could have been uh, could have been messed with and maybe you know one of the pedals couldn't have released because yeah. uh the frame was broken maybe and, and maybe the heat was so much for it and yeah it and, and that problems. that stuff we probably won't know um yeah. but the cool thing is um we could probably you know uh curiosity still working very well um one of the other rovers we sent there is still uh working even even with basically computer amnesia is still <laughs> working yeah. uh, and doing tasks uh, it made it up a hill, uh, one of the one of the other hills the other day. Uh, I'm not sure which one. I just remember reading it. Right. Um, and th- so those things have done fantastically well. And eventually, I'm sure they'll make it uh, to that side. I don't I don't know how far they are, but my guess would be, um, you know, as long as those missions get funding, um, they'll continue doing things as long as they're up there. Um, but Absolutely. this is huge for for Mars as as far as getting us there. This now means another country is now rejuvenated to to get to mars to find more life and to to all this stuff and uh just makes you remember how big this planet really is that you know you needed a a crazy crazy telescope on a mission that just happened to be there just to catch a glimpse of what probably is that right you know um so to say that we know everything and all that crap is is bull but uh Congratulations to them. I mean, it's it's fantastic. Uh, it's exciting as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, so the Dawn mission that's uh, on its way to Ceres and then uh, Pluto um, just uh, sent back some new images. So those this is of Ceres. So we'll put that one up too. Um, and so what they're what they're seeing or what they're guessing from what they're seeing because this is the best image we have so far. It doesn't get any better than this. I know it. It's a little it's a little blurry, but still. Um, it looks like there's some craters. It does, you know? look, it does look it. Yeah, so it looks like it's had some impact and it's taken some uh, damage. Now, um, that pr- it could hold up. We don't, we don't know. Maybe it's a maybe it's extreme texture. Maybe it's a um, giant caverns and, and cliffs and, and mountain ranges. You know. Yeah, I mean, look at this. Some areas. Look in the upper, like around eleven o'clock there. Mm. You know, I mean, there's some distinct color difference there. Mm-hmm. I mean, like a pure white dot in the middle of nothing and you yeah. know just a uh so obviously then you get that huge dark spot down on the about the four o'clock area you mm-hmm. know so um yeah no question you know look at that you know it's yeah it's gonna be interesting to see and, and uh from some results I, I don't know how official they are the word is out there that uh there actually might be more planets um out there because there's already five moons that we know of include and then pluto um and those the the other moons we just found pretty recently, so um, this is going to return so much data from, you know, it's not going to just come by and show us some videos and pictures. It's going to be taking scans of the environment. Um, it's going to get so close to Pluto and Ceres that 
um, if it was that close on Earth, you'd be able to see buildings and structures. Right. So uh, we're going to be getting an insane <clears throat> mapping of these things. And uh, I hope they do what uh, the European Space Agency did with the uh, Comet 67P. Um, they released a, a mapping image, a 3D image, so that people could 3D print the comet. So that, that'll be one of the projects that's, cool. that's in there for me. And if they no. do it with one of these planets, that'll be really cool because you'll actually be able to print out like right. a, a logistical topographical model of this planet. Or, I'm sorry, uh, uh, what's it's not, a, it's not a planet. It's a, it's a dwarf planet. Dwarf planet. Dwarf planet. Um, my definition of planet is very general. It's not as specific. So if somebody wants to see this, they're going to go to our website is how they're going to do it? Yep, the link will be on the website if they want to see this. Um, all the links that we talk about will be there. Um, and this one was from NASA itself, NASA's Twitter. Uh, I'm sure it's on nasa.gov as well. Um, they're they're very good with their multimedia. I'm very happy with the way NASA conducts themselves um, on the multimedia aspect. I mean, it's partly, I mean, how many screensavers wallpapers people have of sure. of space i mean it seems a little you know it's kind of like oh great you know you're gonna look at it but that's important too absolutely you know? there's there's different things people got to be excited for well I, I think the right word is excitement i mean it's mm -hmm. uh, it definitely is something that uh it, 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 it is inevitable the question is are we going to be participating in it in in a large way mm -hmm. sorry about that folks uh had the the outro a little too early there but working working on technical difficulties <laughs> technical difficulties but the beauty of post-production <laughs> is we can come right back to it so but yeah like you were saying it is it is inevitable. it's inevitable it's inevitable it's exciting and are we going to be part of it right that's what it's all about right are we going to be part of it are we going to lead are we can have a lot of fun at it right right it's almost like it's almost like people have like an anxiety to be Leaders, which is understandable. Absolutely. It's understandable because, you know, um, you're highly criticized. Every every move you make is is questioned. Um, yeah, you can always tell as a leader when you're really forcing that change is when everyone everyone really gets highly emotionally pissed off at you. Mm. Then you know, you know, hey, I think I got something going on here. You know, if they all go like, what, what do you mean? You know, and they start really criticizing you. You you know you know you got it going you yeah, know you've got under their skin steps to change that's yeah. that's one of the last ones is, it is, is is people breaking you know yeah you know they don't want to give up their reality to a certain extent so. yeah you know yeah. and I, I mean I you're probably asking why how does a twenty five year old have any like experience even talking about this stuff probably right but I have a little bit um, you know I was involved in a company we were we were growing it from the beginning and I was lucky enough to have a a boss, a leader, who uh, believed in me uh, just enough to give me the opportunity to do it. He didn't do it for me. He didn't really open any doors or anything like that, but he believed in the fact that I could do that. Right. Um, didn't really believe it myself, um, but he just he, you get an opportunity to change, and it's, it's very interesting because uh, there's some things that you... You think will work, and then they don't. They they blow up in your face, and so you just got to step back and, and recalculate. And you are you're always trying to remember why you're doing it in the first place. You know, it's it's almost always for something better, sure. bigger, moving on to the next step. Um, and one of the issues that that comes up is people 
Well, first of all, number one is communication. Almost 80% of the problems are because nobody's actually talked to somebody else about it or somebody else doesn't want to even bring it up, you know, um, and then it's that awkward moment till it breaks. And then once everyone has a chance, like if people working together are really honest with each other and they're there for the right reasons, they will come to an agreement. But some people just got to work through some stuff, right. you know. Everyone's everyone's got their own personality, their own things. They just want to make sure that they're being taken care of, that they're being respected. They're not being walked over, right. you know. One of the, the big things is, is you know, well, hey, whoa, I was doing fine. You know, maybe I don't want to be here anymore. And that's something you got to ask yourself sometimes when you're when, when something is changing. Sure. You know. Well, you know, I think I think what you know you're talking. We talked about leadership a little bit before, but you know, uh, um, a real leader likes it, loves it when other people succeed around him, other mm. people progress, accomplish around him, or her. You know, and um, real leadership, real leadership, and really loves to see other people succeed. Mm. You know, and, it takes uh, takes the, the little bit of the weight off them too. You know, well, absolutely. You know, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, that's absolutely true. You know, a real leader, in his own way, is the more the people around me become successful, become more skilled, more talented, more effective, mm -hmm. then the less of the operational things the leader has to do. Right. The leader just has to really understand the personalities around themselves mm. uh, and help them grow. And by helping them, they're helping themselves. Right. You know, and, and that's how they free up their time. So it's an interesting, you know, everybody who everybody out there who's got a boss, you, you're basically going to learn one of two things from every boss you ever work with. What to do and what not to do. And both are equally important. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, some of the some of the worst boss I ever had well, it was a long time ago, obviously. You know, but I learned exactly what not to do with people. Mm -hmm. he, he was so awful when it came to dealing with people that I was like, you know, I'm never going to do that. Um, but it was, but it was a great learning experience. You know, it stuck with me all those years. So, um, yeah, a bad boss is just. A, a greater learning experience. I'm not saying you have to stay there for long, but right, right, right. you know, but it is a good learning experience, <laughs> and it may suck along the way, but that's yeah. another story. But you'll get there. You'll get there. So on that note, guys, listen, listen. If, if, if you got, if you think your work's not going well, think about it. Just, just take, take a chance. Are you in the right place? Are you doing the right thing? If not, take, figure out what, what you want to do. Figure out what you're trying to do. In the meantime, keep listening to the show. Keep kicking ass. Uh, this is Today in Space. Thank you for coming on. Susan. Thank you again. I, I won't be late next time. Yep. Uh, tell your friends about me. Uh, subscribe to the show. Uh, get everybody to listen to the show. Uh, uh, just thank you for all the support, guys. Love you all for that. Um, next week we'll be back. Thanks. Uh, maybe this week. All awesome. Right. See ya.